Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk about how to match priorities and resources in the EU budget, a delicate and often complex exercise that EU institutions and member states usually undertake every seven years to agree on the next long-term budget for the Union. Doing more with less, this is the impossible dilemma the EU has often faced. Over the past two decades, European leaders have entrusted the Union with a growing number of tasks and responsibilities. But new objectives have not been matched with financial might. In fact, the EU's long-term budget has long been capped at around 1% of the Union's gross national income, which makes it difficult to finance emerging priorities and respond to crises, forcing member states to come up with off-budget instruments to be able to foot the bill. Eulalia Rubio is a researcher at the Jacques Delors Institute in Paris and has followed the budget negotiations very closely. There is a political ceiling imposed by the Council on the EU budget, a ceiling at 1% of EU GNI. I say political because it is not written in any text. It is the expression of a political consensus in the Council. And the consequences of this political ceiling is that we have had to look for other off-budget instruments to respond to new investment needs and to respond to crises. During the preparation of the EU multi-annual financial framework for the period 2021 to 2027, climate action, migration and border management were identified among the emerging priorities requiring additional joint action and funding. After more than two and a half years of tough, often unnerving negotiations, the deal struck between Council and Parliament actually managed to secure a significant increase in the money allocated to these priorities. Now, let's have a closer look at the numbers. Let's begin with climate action, underpinned by the European Green Deal strategy. This important priority area will receive the bulk of its resources through the incorporation of climate considerations and objectives across all relevant EU funding instruments, what's known as climate mainstreaming. The Commission proposed to devote 25% of EU expenditure to climate action, but in the end, the target was raised even higher. The chair of the Budget Committee, Johan van Overtveld, was closely involved in the negotiations. We have been fighting very hard, very uh, relentlessly, to ensure that 30% of the MFF in the next generation EU will support climate objectives, while adding strong provisions on biodiversity and gender mainstreaming. In absolute figures, this could amount to some 550 billion euros. And alongside climate mainstreaming, specific programmes were also reinforced, such as the LIFE programme and its policy cluster for environment and climate action. Alexandro D'Alfonso is an EPRS expert on the EU budget. The agreement represents a significant boost to climate-relevant resources, with the Next Generation EU Recovery Instrument playing a major role in the increase. Migration and border management will also have higher funding in 2021-2027. But these policy areas were among those for which the Member States cut the Commission proposal more significantly in relative terms. It's true that for the first time, migration and border management do now have a dedicated heading, and their allocations rose from over 12 billion euros to over 22 billion euros, which will be used, among other activities, to beef up resources for the European Border and Coast Guard Agency. 
Together, migration and border management account for just over 2% of the EU's long-term budget, which is moderate in scale, and raises questions as to whether it'll suffice to meet the needs of the proposed new pact on migration and asylum. Although not as pressing an issue as it was during the peak of the crisis in 2015, managing migration continues to be a key challenge for the EU and citizens' perceptions of EU involvement in this area are bigger than expectations. Which is exactly the opposite as for climate change and environmental protection, where people believe the EU spends less than it should. Now, what has been the role of the European Parliament in the budget negotiations, in particular as concerns the priority objectives? Keep listening. The European Parliament has always pleaded for a robust EU budget in line with the Union's growing role and responsibilities. So, as soon as the Commission presented its proposal in 2018, it challenged the logic of a spending cap of 1% of EU gross national income to be shared among a growing number of policies, and proposed to raise it to 1.3%. The Parliament also managed to obtain the creation of the Just Transition Fund to facilitate the transition to a carbon-neutral economy in the regions and communities most exposed to related challenges. A fund the Commission also considers essential to ensure that the green transition leaves no one behind. This is the European Commissioner for Jobs and Social Rights, Nicholas Schmidt. We are engaged in a great transformation of our economies that affects certain regions more than others. And I think this is a tool of solidarity, this is a tool for transformation, and this is a tool also for social justice. At the end of the negotiations and after numerous back and forths, the Parliament secured additional resources for climate action, migration and borders, as well as an enhancement of the climate mainstreaming methodology. I think the European Parliament did a great job this time, much better than in past negotiations. They obtained an increase of 16 billion. That may seem small, but the European Parliament had never obtained, almost never obtained such type of increases. Margarita Marquez was the Parliament's co-rapporteur on the future EU budget. This is the first time that the European Parliament can increase the ceilings agreed by European Council. And this is very important for the future of the budget. And why? Because since the beginning, we said that we will need money to increase the financial envelopes for programs. And it's why we took so many time, because we need to reach this agreement with uh, fresh money. And it's exactly what we did. The future budget has now been agreed, but the Parliament's work is far from over. In the coming years, it'll play a key role in shaping and scrutinising how the allocated money is spent. So, stay tuned. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.